0: I think everyone here has been living in one way or another the tragic events of the Boston Marathon bombings. It's been all over the news this past week and hopefully it hasn't merely been all over the news but has been very much on our minds and in our hearts. Our hearts go out to these uh, people who have been affected by this tragic event. Right? Real people. People with a first and last name who have either lost their own life or our family members who have lost the life of a beloved one or friends and family whose lives have been forever changed by a tragic injury. So our hearts at this moment go out to them. I'd like to take a brief moment for us in silence to remember these people in our prayers. Personally, when I saw the footage of the Boston Marathon bombing Monday night on the news, my mind went back to that 11th day of September, 2001. I was actually on my internship as a seminarian in Connecticut. I had gone many times to Manhattan. We had a seminary, a house down in White Plains, New York, just outside of Manhattan. And my thoughts went to that day. Right, I remember I was in a meeting with the rector of the seminary, and one of the seminarians came in and said an airplane had hit one of the Twin Towers. And immediately I thought, a Cessna or some small aircraft of the sort. And then we went and we saw on the television everything, all those images that you know full well and remember. And as well, my thoughts went to that night, that night of the 11th of September, 2001, when George W. Bush, the President of the United States, our President, gave about a four, five-minute speech to the nation. And among the very few things that he saw important to say that evening, obviously extending his prayers to all those affected by that tragedy, he quoted, he took a verse from a certain psalm. I want to read that psalm for you this morning. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In verdant pastures he gives me repose. Beside restful waters he leads me. He refreshes my soul. He guides me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil. For you are at my side with your rod and your staff that give me courage. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. Psalm 23. The psalm that our president quoted that night of September 11th. How interesting it is that during this week of the Boston Marathon bombings, we celebrate today what's referred to as Good Shepherd Sunday. The Lord is my shepherd. And I think it's a fairly common thing as well for us at this moment to say, wait a minute, if the Lord is the good shepherd and I shall not want, and he leads me into verdant pastures, where was God this Monday? Where was God on that 11th day of September 2001? Where was the shepherd? How could God, why did God permit something so tragic, something so evil to happen? The amazing thing is that God permitted these things to happen because He wants my love. And let me explain. The necessary condition for love is freedom. You know, if someone put a shotgun to your husband's head and said, you either marry that woman or I'm going to blow your brains out. You cannot say that your husband married you out of love. He was forced to. He wasn't free to marry you. He wasn't free to love you. The necessary condition for love to exist is freedom, and not just an apparent freedom, not just a freedom on the surface, but we must be truly authentically free in order for there in order for love to exist. And the most amazing thing is that God wants so badly to enter into a relationship of love with you and with me and with every human being that he respects our freedom. It's mind-boggling. The reason why God did not stop These bombings. The reason why God did not stop the tragedies of September 11th is because He respected the freedom of those human beings. He so desired their love, He so desires our love that He respects our freedom and permits these things to happen. So the question then is turned on us. If it's not the good shepherd's fault, if it's not God's fault that these things happen, if God permits them because he wants us to love him, because he holds us in such high esteem, because he respects my freedom, my real freedom, he will not step in, he will not force me to love him, then the question is not what is wrong with the good shepherd, but the question is am I a good sheep? Hence today's gospel reading. The sheep hear my voice and they follow me. This morning, my dear brothers and sisters, ask yourself, When's the last time that I took the time to listen to God? When's the last time that I took the time to listen to Him in prayer? When's the last time that I heard His voice in the Word of God in the Bible? When's the last time I cracked open a Bible in my house and heard the Word of the Good Shepherd? My dear brothers and sisters, if these tragedies exist, we can only point to ourselves. Are we listening to God the Good Shepherd? And secondly, are we following him? It says in the gospel, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Can I honestly say today that my life is a perfect imitation of God? Of the life of Jesus Christ forgetting about self to the point of giving my life for another giving my life for God in first place giving my life for my brothers and sisters who knows perhaps if these two young men who had been living for so many years in the United States, brothers, had experienced an authentic disciple of Jesus Christ, maybe Monday never would have happened. You see, it's not God's fault that bad things happen to good people, it's ours. Where was that brother, where was that sister to those two young men when they needed it most? Where was the Christian in this Christian society that was both mother, father, brother, and sister when they needed it most?